it's night time. Sucking and fucking. Sucking and fucking. That's what I was thinking about. What was this movie about? Sucking. Kind of about sucking and fucking. There are moments of sucking. Corsets ripping open. Corsets, blood, prosthetic nipples. Yes. Keanu Reeves said, I can't. That's where I draw the line. Well, I wonder if maybe, like, the wives had to, like, I don't know, bite his nipple off and then they cut it out. Oh. Or maybe he's like, my nipples do not get hard, like, biologically. So if you want that, (laughs) it's just not going to happen, honey. Well, it's pretty sensitive about it. Isn't he? No, that's Mark Wahlberg. I was going to say, doesn't he have three nipples? That's Mark Wahlberg. Hi! Welcome to Halloweeners! <laughs> Imagine Mark Wahlberg as Dracula. I don't want to. I hate... He's my least favorite actor. I he wakes up at 4 a.m. Hate his ass. For who? For God. God doesn't want that. God said, go to bed. I wrestle on the seventh day, Mama, so you don't have to do this. So, uh, yeah. Um, hello, hi, this is Halloween. Hi, hello! It's a horror movie podcast. I'm Kira. I'm Cody. Cody has a little... We're, ha- we're on two different journeys. Yes. I have a nice... Caffeinated tea. Caffeinated tea. It's a zen. Oh, ta- right. Tazo like a zen for those at home. A mint moment. And, and you're just having alcohol. <laughs> yeah, it's tequila soda. So we're talking about 1992, Bram yes. Stoker's Dracula. But first, before we get into oh, that, I want to try something a little new. Oh my god. I wanted to... You look confused. No, no. <laughs> like I did just tell you this. So. I'm acting. I'm <laughs> acting. Yeah, uh, I wanted to try something new and talk about, since we record in a sporadic fashion whenever we fucking feel like it, I thought it'd be fun to just j- just talk really fast about any new horror movies we saw. Not necessarily gotcha. new, mostly new to us, but if they're new to the world, even better. <laughs> um, do you have anything you want to mention? I'm not quite sure if it counts as horror, but I did see Infinity Pool. Okay, that counts. I was, was going to ask you to talk about that. a film. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was a film. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to take it. Well, it's Brandon Cronenberg, who's the son of David Cronenberg. So I think anything that has their name attached to it, unless they make a hard turn into, like, stately dramas or romantic comedies. Right. Family, like, Cheaper by the Dozen remakes. I think it counts as horror. Well, and then before, uh, a few weeks ago, I finally saw uh, Train to Busan. Okay, fun. Which is fun. I've never Uh, seen that one. Horror Korean flick, Mm -hmm. um, Zombies. And they are... Zombielicious. Okay. Scary? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's book. More like Train the Busan. <laughs> Which, like, think about it. You're on train. Think place. about it. Um, and I've been on some scary trains yeah. before. I mean. Red line. Well. <laughs> More like deadline. What? What about you? What, if, uh, what, if, what, um, well, what, you, what do you do? I saw actually quite a bit, actually. I saw um, Skin of a Rink, which is, yes, like, right. a very indie, crunchy, lo-fi horror movie that kind of became, like, a weird sensation because of tiktok i saw that in a theater which i'm very glad i did because it's streaming now on shutter why on tiktok so okay long story short it played at a festival i think in canada like a not a huge festival but at some festival in canada last year that had like a virtual stay-at-home option to watch movies at home for the festival which a lot of festivals have nowadays because of covid so don't know her her. so this film played at this festival and i guess the the festival didn't have really strong anti-piracy features on its like virtual screenings Uh, so somebody pirated the movie and like was posting clips on tiktok and that's how it got to like kind of like by word of mouth become a thing and i saw it here at the music box in chicago and it was an almost sold out show in their big 700 seat theater for like which i was not expecting yeah but it's like kind of become a thing and it made like a good chunk of change it made like at least a million dollars which is for a movie that probably cost 
$10,000. Maybe it was so low budget. It was, like, phenomenal. And it was very scary. It's very, like, abstract, kind of, like, avant-garde-y. And it's, like, very slow at first. But, like, if you were really locked into it, which I was, and, I'm, again, I'm glad I saw it in the theater because I didn't have, like, distractions or anything. Mm-hmm. It ends up getting being very scary and, like, quite upsetting. But I also know a lot of people who are like, that was stupid. And I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> but it's on Shutter now. I recommend it. If anybody's going to watch it, I recommend turning off the lights and turning the sound up and putting your phone away. Because okay. if you are, even in the theater, it was it's a very quiet movie. And even in the theater, I was like, what's, what's happening? So turn the volume up. Yeah. <laughs> Word. Yeah. I like. So I recommend it. And then real fast. I saw Megan. She's she's oh, yeah. that bitch. Slay mama. Oh, oh, oh. Not scary, but, you know, that's okay. Um, I went to Sundance, the film festival. Yeah, you saw the Sundance. I saw the, sun, I saw the Dance of the Sun. I, saw, I got sent there by Next Best Picture, which is a website I write for. And I saw... I don't think I saw many horror movies, actually. I'm looking at my letterbox now. No, I didn't. I saw two. Oh, really? Oh, okay. One was called Talk to Me, which is about a group of Australian teenagers who come into possession of a mummified hand and use oh. it to summon spirits oh. into their bodies. Not into the bodies. Into the body, Mama. Not, don't do that. They, they should not have. Based on what happened in the movie, it was a bad idea. But it's going to be coming out later this year. I highly recommend it. It was quite Ooh. grim with some really cool like creature effects. And last one I'll, I'll mention is this movie called Birth Rebirth, which is like kind of like a Frankenstein-y movie about this mom. She's a nurse. Her daughter dies, and her body gets stolen by this mortician or autopsy tech the person who does autopsies uh-huh. in the same hospital okay because this woman is making doing experiments to bring people back to life and the mom of the dead girl finds this out and okay. together they basically like work together to get this daughter brought back to life Ooh. and it's like gory and weird but like kind of weirdly funny but also like quite upsetting it's like very uncompromising in what it shows okay. kind of like the odd couple meets frankenstein Thank God. Loved it. It'll be it'll be on Shutter later this year, so that, that's a fun one. Word. Yeah. That sounds fun. That's all. Thanks. You're welcome. Well, I want to see Knock at the Cabin this weekend. Oh, I saw that too. Yeah. Yes. That was good. I wouldn't call it scary. It was more of like a tense thriller. Yeah. I was quite tense. I was quite tense. I was quite tense. I liked it a lot. It's kind of like divisive. People are not loving it. I, as a metaphor for... This is going to make it sound very not fun. Like, queer pain and the, like, pressures that non-heteronormative folks are are put upon them by society. And even if they do everything right, people are still going to look at them askance and say, like, you're not good enough. Okay. That, I've it's, like, kind of metaphorized, that's not a word, into the, like, this apocalyptic story. And that I found very upsetting <laughs> like in a good way in a very effective okay. way and i'm always gonna root for my Shyamalan. he's my guy so yeah i liked it okay m night mm. mary night well you know who that? would say that uh, count dracula <laughs> count drac count dracula d i like that he signed his letter with d he really did what a, what a jerk off is that big d energy I'm going to literally call the police. Hold my bad. We were saying this mm-hmm. when we were talk- watching it. I haven't read the book in very long in a very long time. I haven't read the book ever. So, oh, so I don't recall how if this is close to the book or not, but I don't really care. I enjoy oh, this no, movie. I don't care. It is artsy, it is slutty. It is about uh, I feel like Quarantine. 
porn-y. I, I like a good film that goes, oh, female sexuality. Does that make you skewed? Get into it. Yeah, literally get into um, it. So I love that about it. Yes. I liked the movie so much. I loved it. I saw it years ago. And I was like, no, I was one year old when this came out and I loved it. And I saw it, you know, like a decade ago, just on some like dorm TV probably. And then I saw last, not last night, but the night with you and Mm -hmm. uh, Aper Pompey, our theme music composer. Oh wait, so really that was it? It was just, that was your only other? Yeah. Oh. And that was Zach's first time seeing it. Oh my God. Zach loved this shit, by the way. I knew, I knew Zach would. This is very much... Well, it's because yeah. like, it's so everything is really stylized, you know, which is great. And they're still they're just paying homages to Nosferatu, which yes. is great. The, the use of the shadows and like the shadow kind of is um, an elongation of mm-hmm. the character. And um, you know, physics doesn't work. Things are dripping upside down. And yes, I well, Francis Ford Coppola apparently said that what he wanted to do was. Whenever a vampire was in the room, it would mess up physics. Mm, no. And that's why rats are crawling in the ceiling and liquids are dripping up and shadows are not behaving. And I feel like it's because a vampire is like a corruption of the like very life cycle that makes the world go round. You know, yeah. they are they are immortal beings. They feast on something that gives other people life. Yeah. And so it makes sense to like visualize that by having the very foundations of this planet like gravity and light not work all of a sudden when they're there because it's like well they're fucking up everything about like mortality so everything else is kind of like going crazy it's like they're like a glitch in the matrix oh yeah but speaking of just not of god (laughs) let's say well we uh, we start the movie with a flashback and we it's dracul in his prime and that's fine whatever it's vlad the impaler yes crusades Girl, I don't fucking Something know. Something bad. It, it's so wild. They were so bored back then. Girl. Should we go to war? I guess we'll decapitate these people and <sighs> impale them. And then I'll use the blood to, like, soak up bread. Like, girl, get... <laughs> knitting. Um, but when we see Dracula in the present day of the film, yes. he is, first of all, not a forehead, but, like, a seven head. The hair, the long white hair. Yes, but, like, kind of, like, in, train. like... I'm doing like a heart shape on my head. Yeah, a little heart shape. It was like buns. It was like, because it was like they were twirled back, whatever. White skin, long hair. Like crepe paper. Like paper mache. Truly a dead person. And adorned, like these were Zach's words, like a fucked up pope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Long red cape with a drama, drama, drama train. And then kind of white. And you don't see, he looks nothing like any Dracula. I've ever seen. Seriously. I mean, I love it. Bell Lugosi kind of locked in the look of a, not just Dracula, but like vampires in general for the better part of a century. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to describe it. Tuxedo, Widow's Peak, uh. you, you've seen it before. Big collar. And this is completely the opposite. The hair is right. back. Like, there's, you can't do a Widow's Peak because the, <laughs> the peak has eroded, mama. And, and a little bit more of a Nosferatu, kind of. Yes. But even Nosferatu is closer to Bella Lugosi, kind of. Like, at least wearing like, in his clothes. He's got a little suit. <laughs> he does have a little suit, yeah. His wardrobe. Um, yeah, I love the look of Dracula. And we talked about this. I don't remember who brought it up amongst the three of us, but I was a little confused as to why, because once Dracula goes to London, he's suddenly, like, young and handsome again. Right, yeah. And I was it you or Zach who was like, the idea is Dracula looks so decrepit because he hasn't fed in a long time. Right, oh, and Zach, so, that was Zach. Yes, 
smart person. Yeah. And so <laughs> we're like, look at the costumes. And um, so Dracula on the ship over to America, over to England, <laughs> was rejuvenating, was living in his dirt, was eating yeah. rats, was basically like on a spa retreat and getting back that youthful glow that yeah. had like evaded him for so long. Plus he was, fu- he fucked her friend. Plus he fucked her friend. And, and, yes. And, 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 uh, in werewolf form. That was kind of hot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. It's okay. Whatever. Watch this movie. If you haven't watched it, watch it just again. Just watch it. Or watch it again. It's, can can it's you just watch it? Hey, watch it. Sit down. My son is gay. <laughs> My son's Dracula. Um, <laughs> yeah, he goes to England? Yes. Yeah, London. L- London. Carfax. Carfax. You gotta get the Carfax. You gotta get the Carfax. Right, the, the asylum where Renfield, played by Tom Waits, which is incredible, <laughs> is being held is called Carfax. Like the, uh, I don't even know what Carfax is. It's a website you, can you check, use like, to get cars car histories. history, which I don't know how. I don't know how, how either. How do you know? Police reports? I don't know. Does ACAB include Carfax? <laughs> All Carfaxes, All Carfaxes are, are bad. <laughs> are bad. Yeah, that's what that stands for. <laughs> when he goes to England, meets up with, what's her name? Winona Ryder's character. Mina. 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 Keanu Reeves, Harkness girl his fiance yeah her friend her horny 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 slutty friend Mm -hmm. you know she's a slut she has long red red hair and Mm -hmm. is down it's not up Mm -hmm. it's down and she's like i was doing i was fucking last night just kidding i was dreaming it's down because she's down oh my god think Mm -hmm. about it think (laughs) think about it i was in a ballet this is related kind of i was in a Mm -hmm. ballet you know the the ballet giselle i know i don't i don't don't want the premise honestly it's act one is like, oh, ha, 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 this, this village girl named Giselle, she's being courted by a man. And then the man, uh, the role that I played oh. in my high school, my high school ballet class, turns out to be the prince or whatever. And his betrothed shows up and he, she's like, excuse me. Oh. And so this, of course, of course, makes Giselle go crazy because that's the way that stories work. But act one ends with, act one's less well known than act two. Act two is a better part of the show act one ends with her going crazy and doing like a mad dance and the way it's like visualized is traditionally the actress the dancer playing giselle she's acting too uh (laughs) takes her hair out of her like ballet bun oh so she's doing this dance with her hair down which is really unusual for ballet and makes her look really just out of place on the stage which is like full of people who are their hair is up and pulled back it's great how many ballets like i feel like that in black swan it's about er Small Lake, sorry. Ooh. It's about like, well, this man doesn't love me. I guess I'm going to kill, kill myself. Jeez. <laughs> like, right. Well, in Giselle, she dies of a broken heart, which whatever. Girl. Um, Romeo and Juliet's a ballet. Small Lake. Sleeping Beauty, she kind of dies. Mm. But then she goes back. Just a little nap. Just a little nap. <laughs> and it wasn't even because of the man. She didn't even know him yet. No, she she was just like, hang on. I just haven't met you yet. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Why? Okay, so anyway, Lucy's hair is down. That's why I was Lucy's hair is long down. story for yeah. <laughs> And that's how you know she's a S-L-U-T. But he used her body, both carnally and physically, so he could get his his good. Yeah. And look good. Which that his human form when he is like looking good and like looking sharp, that's a great look. Yes. We'll post it. Well sunglasses. Sunglasses, the long hair, the long hair. stupid accent. He, ha- he has this one outfit that's like a... We're talking about so much of the costumes, but... They're Academy Award-winning costumes. Yeah. They look incredible. It's the rare horror film to like win Oscars, which is great. Oh, I, love, um, I was going to say. It won three Oscars, which is great. Uh, makeup, sound effects, and 
costumes. Oh, okay. All deserved. And, um, <laughs> if you ask me. Uh, there's one costume where he's wearing, when he's taking Mina to dinner, when he's courting her. Mina really falls in love with Dracula in this one, too. She's a dumb bitch, too. I'm sorry. Yeah. At the end, she's like, I love you, bro. Bro. When he's all old looking. But when yeah. is so good, I trust her. No, exactly. Yeah. I believe her. She's just a dumb. I do believe her. Yeah. She's just dumb. Yeah, the character. Dumb rights. <laughs> dumb people rights. Let them, let them procreate. Let, um, no, they already do. That's already happening. There's this outfit he's wearing where it's like a like almost like a soldier's uniform, okay. gold horizontal like. Oh yes. Stripes. Stripes is not the right word though because it doesn't go all the way to the end of the shirt. Well, it's kind of like a chevroni. Yes, yes. Kind of. It's good. Anyway. Yeah. The fit. And she looks good. They all. Everybody look good. looks good. Everybody Carrie looks good. Carrie Elvis. Carrie Elvis looks good. The guy who's the random Texan. Yes. Don't really know why there's like a merry band of <laughs> men. Men. <laughs> I know, and no one's jerking. Like, no kissing. And the guy from Spice World is in it. He's, like, a doctor. He's a, he's a doctor who's like, Lucy, I'm concerned about you. But also, like... Is he the one who's talking to Tom Waits? Yeah, yeah, Oh, yes. Yeah, Richard yeah. E. He's, he's the actual name is Richard E. Grant. Yes, he's, yeah, yeah. he's, he's a very good Spice actor. World. He's from Spice World. He's from Spice World. And that's the only film <laughs> he's also an Oscar nominee. No. <laughs> no, for Spice World. Spice. Spice. <laughs> yeah, we're just all over the place, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, we know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> long story short, I love this movie. I think it's incredible. I think it looks like nothing else I've ever seen. Yes. I think just the visuals of it. It's like every... Visual storytelling. Truly. It's using film for the purposes it was made for, which is to use every possible option you can to convey yeah. your story visually. With minimal CGI. I think none, actually. Literally, I think only, like, the blue flames that we see. Yeah, and even that might be compositing, like, old-fashioned, like, kind of just, like, overlaying in the ending room. That was just a real fire. Yeah, those horses are really brave. They They're just really walk dead. through it. <laughs> <laughs> this does hurt, but I am professional. I'm, I'm, t- for the listeners at home, I'm using my hands like hooves, like a horse. God. Yeah, I love this movie so much. I think it looks incredible. I think it truly is, like, bringing a book to life in that it looks... Mm. Like, what you might visualize moments looking like in books. Okay. Like, when he's on the train, when Keanu as Harkness is on the train going mm-hmm. to Transylvania, and he's reading a letter from Count Dracula, and in the background, you can see in the clouds that are passing by, like, Dracula's oh. eyes. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, it's so impressionistic. Like, it feels like he's... It's just it's just so good. Um, it is a piece of cinema. Yes. It is truly a piece of cinema. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, I don't really think it's bringing anything new to the story of Dracula. Like, I don't really get any new profound read out of it, personally. Like, about human nature or anything. No, I mean, I do, and I don't remember if this is maybe the same level in the book, but truly, it really is about the fear of, you know, getting old and all that and dying. Mm -hmm, But also mm -hmm. the fear, I think, of women's sexuality, truly, because Lucy is introduced, uh, Mina's friend, introduced immediately. She's the slutty one. I don't know if this was, like, Count Dracula's planning or if it was just stupid luck, but he chooses Lucy to, like, fuck. Truly the best option. Yeah, and it's like, he does that to kind of get his strength so he can look hot for Miss Mina. Because Mina, we should say, is... She's here. She's here. Uh, is, again, not really clear. The narrative, I'm paying less attention to. I'm kind of vibing on the visuals. <laughs> Sorry, Francis. for Coppola. And Mina is either... Either Dracula sees in her his lover from his mortal times, right. which is also played by Winona Ryder in the 
prologue. The prologue, which is very like Lord of the Ringsy, like it feels like the opening Lord of the Rings mm. when they're like going through. I love that again. It's costumes, great. The, vision. the costumes. He's wearing this costume. It's like his armor, but it looks like muscles and not like, like in the anatomical sense. Like it looks like he was skinned. Ooh, yeah, it's like all red. Yes, and like, like sinewy. Textures. It's like ribbed mm. for my pleasure. Well, the police as an audience member. Um. Anyway, but Renault. So another Rider's character, Mina, is either. Dracula sees in her his lover, or she's, like, literally a reincarnated version of his lover. Yeah. I'm not... I don't really care either way. He just wants to get up in her. And I think, actually, that's probably what I could take away from this movie on, like, a humanistic level is... There's one line where he says something like, I have crossed oceans of time to be with you, which Mm. is, like... So it really is about, like, the eternity of love and passion, which is cool. Um, (laughs) And that's cool. But again, I'm saying this out loud. I love this movie. I don't really yeah. care about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a moment I did like, though, was... Um, so we uh, so Dracula shows himself to Mina, and he's like, I'm a hot, mysterious man. And over time, he kind of starts courting her, like you were saying. They end up going on like a date or two. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, I think I want to fuck this guy. But She's quickly into it. It's a little too quick. But you know what? Whatever. Keanu Reeves is sitting in Transylvania. <gasps> fucking three women. I know. Show more of that. What? Well, every time they come back to him, I was like, "Sorry, Keanu, it's not, it's not working." But when Dracula bites Mina's neck, and we hear that crunch, girl, crunch, crunch, munch, munch, and then he cuts <laughs> yeah. himself, and he goes, "If you know, if you want to suck on my blood, you will become immortal." And she goes to suck on it, which, by the way, this is shot in a very fellatioed fellatio yeah fellatioistic um, and she, he like pulls her up and he's like wait no I don't want you to do it and she goes take me away from this life of death or something okay and it's like word and so and then she goes back to sucking and that's when he's like oh like he literally looks like he's getting sucked up well so hot and blood but, boners but I mean boners like, come from blood I'm not shut up um, but I'm not like <laughs> they are I know, I know. but um <laughs> I I wish I could remember the actual line, but it was something very similar to that. And I, again, I don't know if that's in the book, but I thought that was so, I don't know, just really telling. Because, yeah, her friend also just died, but also the time period, this, like, Victorian period. Yes. And so I feel like death really was everywhere. Yes. Um, yes. You lived to 40, 50, maybe. Right. Yeah. And also Mina was probably just bored. So she's probably like, please, bitch. Right. Well, she lives in a repressed society, but we see that because she has this this Arabian Nights book, which has these like right. kind of um, <gasps> these explicit drawings in them. She's longing so for something, to for get... something to break. She's kind of like yeah. Belle. She wants to venture in the Grey Wide somewhere. And she and, wants someone uh, to get in her Grey Wide somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> white. I said white. Slay. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that's right either. Her Great White somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. But we said it's great. It's a compliment. It's, oh, it's, it's great. It's, just, it's great. It's just white. It's just white. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> she wants something more than like what is around her. Even if she's yeah. playing the part, you know, she's sure. a good fiance. She's waiting. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, so when this guy shows up, who's a complete disruption of everything around her, yeah. of this like beautiful birdcage she lives in, mm. it's exciting. And like, of course, she's gonna go like, "This is what I've been waiting for this whole time. I have to hold on to this with yeah. everything I got, including my teeth." How's she gonna bite? Uh, well, she didn't really bite. She, she she slurped. She slurped. Slurp, 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 slurp. Yeah, it was really sexual. <laughs> Just staring at and you Gary, while you do that. Yeah. And Gary Oldman goes, blood at one point. Gary Oldman, this is wild. <laughs> it was probably out of, it was very out of control. And at one point he goes, 
What is he? Oh, I do like the when the wolves are howling and Keanu's mm-hmm. first and he goes, the creatures of the night. Yes, it's that what famous line. Music they, oh, is that from the original? Jungle? Yeah, it, oh, and that is like about that. like the well, but the way he delivers it, he's like, <laughs> I love them. Oh my god, love this. He's song. like creatures of the night. <laughs> what music they make? It's so like tossed off, which is smart. Keanu, speaking of in this movie, Keanu listen, with a baby accent. boy mm-hmm. with an accent. Well, with an accent, <laughs> handsome. A beautiful, one might say. Handsome. Uh, Maybe put specimen. him on mute. What if they just... He was just a... They just... There's no sound. Like, he's, he's talking. The mouth is moving, but they just cut the, the audio. Yeah. I mean... Well, I think even that wouldn't do it. Well, Brett, the problem is he's so... And I love Keanu as an actor. Now, Listener. especially. I love The Matrix. He, he's listening here. Keanu. <laughs> you know I love you, baby. Um, I love The Matrix. All four of the movies. I love you. Um, this is just not it. I'm sorry. It's just... This is not the case. There's so many... Because the first thing we see him do, basically, is arrive in Transylvania and, like, journey to this castle Mm -hmm. and keep running into foreboding obstacles and warnings and things that are eerie, like Mm -hmm. a coach driver who picks him up and puts him in the thing and wolves and fire and you're on a cliffside and, like, Dracula looks like, oh my god, look at his face. Like, look at that thing. A dead body. And his reaction to all this just... It's like... If it were a better performance overall, I would think he was just playing, like, hyper-professional because he's he's on a work trip, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's sent there to help Close Count Dracula. Down. The thing about Dracula is that it's really about real estate. Yeah, he's actually a, a mogul. He's, um, right. There's even a tossed-off line where Keanu's character is, like, talking to Dracula. Again, never takes a moment to even, like, internally go, like, oh, whoa, he, like, <laughs> the way he looks. He's talking to Dracula, and he says something like, why are you buying all this, like, like 10 properties at random points in London? Are you trying to, like, decrease the market value? Which is, like, yay, gentrifying. <laughs> but, um, or increase, rather. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But he has no reaction to any of the weird shit going on around him. He really is just kind of really passive and taking it in. Which, in most movies, would be a problem. Because if he's the audience surrogate at that point, mm-hmm. we're not sure how we should react to these things if he's not reacting to them. But because it's such a well-constructed visual movie we almost don't need his reactions because we're able to take take in everything around him and almost be like dude look at look at this shit like come on yeah three women just came out of a bed yeah a bed that was previously like mist swirling on the ground and then the smoke turned into fabric that was so slick like he's just laying there and then like a head appears between his legs Mm -hmm. girl a head and then two boobs i go wait a second yeah that is amazing he eventually runs into dracula's wives and they really want to suck and fuck i mean Mostly suck. Why not? Why are you gonna fuck when you suck all the blood out? Again, boners come from blood. Maybe vampires really can't fuck. Yeah, maybe it's more about like necking. I know, such grief in my heart. Maybe they really just do a lot of like necking and like pumping, you know, which is still that that counts. That's still sex. That'll still do it for me. Do you know the term side in the gay world? Boop 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 boop. Um. I feel like I should, but I don't. You don't have to. But so it's basically what we're speaking to. You know, there's such um, dialogue around top versus bottom and what are you and blah, blah, blah. But a lot of people are now, like, coming to a lot of gay men specifically and men who sex with men are coming to terms with the fact that, like, maybe they're not necessarily into penetrative sex. Word. And so, like, um, they identify as side, which is they'll do, you know, hand stuff, mouth stuff, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Rubbing contact 
And Grinder recently added as an option, because it used to be like just top, first top, first, first bottom, bottom. Mm-hmm. They added side recently. So nice. it's like. Inclusive. So maybe that's what the vampires are. Maybe they're sides. They are leading the forefront of the sexual revolution. Because I don't disagree. In this bi, time, obviously gay, you know, queer, obviously just horny. Please, Mama, cape. The cape. He didn't need to wear all that. It was just a business. Someone visiting for business. Yes, um, I assume that's just his comfy house coat. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's just these. Are it's his version of pajamas. like it's his work from home outfit. And um, I love that. You know, if 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 he's. So corrupted the like natural, I'm using quotes, state mm-hmm. of things that like physics are being fucked up around him. That's queer, honey. He's queering oh, yeah. the world around him. Well, when he he has that scene, he has a scene with Keanu Reeves and Keanu's, and he's shaving, and Dracula comes in and he's like, mm. and he scares him, and uh, Keanu like nicks his neck a little bit, and Dracula goes like, oh wait, let me just grab that for you. Licks the blade, which is very visceral. Licks to me. it like. Like it's in, in, a fun dip thing. Yeah. The fun dip sticks. Fun dip sticks. And um, he like takes uh, Keanu's head and like pulls it back and he's like... Ugh. Starts shaving him? Yeah. And he's like, the thing about shaving is you gotta... I don't know. <laughs> that scene is so great. It's so homoerotic. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like in uh, the last Jason movie we saw too, there was a man shaving another man. Yes. For home. purposes kind of unknown. Just for the gay... It, to convey an easier path for the worm to go from his mouth to the other mouth? I think it was just to be gay. Oh, you mean the shaving itself? Yeah. yeah I don't know. Just to be... Just, just to, to be, be gay. gay. That scene is so great. Also, the walls of the room in that scene start pushing in mm-hmm. when Dracula's shaving him. Like, literally, like, pushing in. Yeah, it's um, so cool. So, like, just feel more claustrophobic. I just... There's so much thought put into this movie on the whole. Like, both the visuals, yeah. the design of it all, but, like... Yeah. Every moment, Francis Ford Coppola just, like, really does think, like, what can I do to make this moment much more impressionistic mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just as visually lush as possible? <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola is, I would not think of him as a person to make a Dracula movie. Because before this, the movie he makes before this is Godfather Part Three. Right, okay. And, you know, he's obviously most famous for that, for Apocalypse Now. He has a weird 80s where, like, he makes, like, three movies that are all, like, huge flops. Three or four. So, like, Godfather Part 3 does well, even though people don't like it. It gets Oscar attention. And this does well, too, and, like, is liked. So this is kind of, like, a bounce back for him. But I feel like this is his last, like, well-liked movie. (laughs) I guess I don't know too much of this stuff. Yeah. I know know he's a big deal, but I know. I mean, you make The Godfather, you're a legend, no matter what else. Not to be basic, but, like, The Godfather is a very good movie. (laughs) That's what I hear. The Godfather is one of the rare movies that my father, my actual father, stayed awake for the entire time when I showed it to him. Oh, does he tend to fall asleep? Yeah. He works hard. He gets up at 4 a.m. He's been doing it for 40 years. But it's very much a dad thing where he's in his comfy chair, he's covered in a blanket, and I showed him The Godfather once, and that is a three hour movie, (gasps) at least. And he's staying awake the whole time, which I'm like, that's a testament to how good this is. That it passed the dad test. Yeah. Oh my god. The only other movie I've ever seen do that. Was the Steven Spielberg West Side Story? <laughs> he stayed awake the whole time. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's got the Papa Derek seal of approval. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie was visually just really fun, and I even so um good. after Lucy died and she had this like white, mm. like Elizabethan sort of like, yes, it's like a doily doily thing, and she was in a cle- a glass coffin. The stunt girl, the drama. I was like, that's how I want to go. She said, "Look at me." And she's, it's not like she, that's her outfit explicitly for her 
funeral because she's we see an earlier scene of her like getting fitted for it. Yeah. Might be her wedding dress, actually. Oh man. Because at that point she's engaged to Carrie Elwes. Okay. It's so punk rock. It's so goth. I love it's it. So, it's literally gothic, like in the actual e- artistic e- sense. It's so good. Just get into yeah, it. Just get into it. It's so good. I, really, I watched after watching it, I said, oh, that was a film. Like, that was a cinematic experience. Yes. It was planned. It was artistic. Mm-hmm. It was sexual. Everyone was too attractive for the time period. It was, it was really great. Well, and to do, to put this level of care and artistry into a horror movie at this time yes. when it came out is. Mm-hmm. Surprising because the 80s and especially the 90s are kind of a weird time for horror. Like the 80s are dominated by the slashers. You're Michaels, you're Freddy's, you're Jason's. And then the 90s are, until Scream, kind of a fucking wasteland for like mainstream horror. So for a movie like this to come around, for Francis Ford Coppola to decide, you know what, I'm going to do a horror movie. Yeah. Is kind of a big deal in 1992. And I mean, it showed. And again, it won three Oscars, which horror movies never won Oscars. It showed? It showed. Just kidding, I know. Chode at. Give me a chode. And three Oscars, me at. Yeah. <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola, I was doing some research, and this might be apocryphal, but apparently he was told that the visuals he wanted to do in the movie were impossible without the use of CGI. And CGI in 92 is really rudimentary, but still, yeah. like, we're like a year away from Jurassic Park, mm. um, which mm. really changes the game. So what he does is he brings his, I think at the time, 24-year-old son, Roman Coppola, on board to, like, construct the practical visual effects. Nice. And, like, he knocked out of the fucking park. Like, it looks amazing. Although <laughs> he's like, I don't care what you visual effects experts say. I have my son over here. <laughs> he's going to show you what to do. That's fucking awesome. So there's a lot of times where Dracula, we see his POV when he's, like, in werewolf form. Like, the camera is yes. what he's seeing. And it's moving really fast across, like, terrain. Okay. Which either is a huge coincidence or it is a, like, something he's borrowing from the Evil Dead. Which does the very same thing. Mm, okay. Which came out, like, the first one came out, like, ten years before this. So... I assume it's, like, well-known at that point to him. But, like, in that movie, you never see the actual titular evil dead. You see the people that he's that it's possessed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's depicted by this camera that's, like, flying through the woods and, like, into the cabin. So it was very much giving me that. Yes. Love it. I got that. I mm-hmm. see that. But we didn't even talk about Anthony Hopkins. He's so, oh good. He's so good in this movie as Van Helsing. Love, what a lovely, chaotic, like, insane person. Yes. Just, like, oh, German I don't accent. think he's aware of reality. Mm-mm. Yeah, and he just, and then we have to cut the, the head. Oh my God, he was so funny. What was it about like, oh, we're not going to hurt her. We're just going to cut her head yeah. off. He's so, so he's so in the world of spiritual vengeance and taking care of mm. like spooky <laughs> things that he's just like kind of removed humanity from his equation. Mm. Like he just talks about it so matter of factly. Yeah. There's one scene where he's like demonstrating his ability to kind of teleport. Not really clear. To, like, the men, the, like, collection of men. At one point, he's like, yeah. I'm over here. Oh, 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 oh. And she's like, okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, he's so good I'll this. let him do it. Yeah. It's a year after Silence of the Lambs, so Damn. good time for Hopkins. Yeah, good time to be him. Um, the final outfit that Dracula wears is this, like, gold gown. It's, like, a very shapeless thing. Okay. It looks a lot like the Gustav Klimt painting The Kiss. Oh, yeah, like, Klimt, Klimt things in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very like gold and like kind of um, asymmetrical mm-hmm. oh, colors. I, yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you're right. I love that. It it just adds another layer of like artistry to it. It's yeah. like it doesn't even make sense. It's just the thing he's wearing. So much, so little in this movie makes sense in a way that I love. <laughs> it's Work. well, it's not following logic for logic's sake. It's following logic for art's sake. Where it's like, what would look best here, or okay. 
give the best idea of what I'm trying to convey rather than the actual like literal sense of the thing. Okay. Which really ties back to German expressionism, which is all Nosferatu is, which is mm-hmm. like we're going to convey things to you via imagery and not necessarily have it be sensical. Okay. Which I like. <laughs> we're here. Which to show I like. Art. I like that. Yeah. I uh, come for the visuals. Please. And stay for the sexuals. <laughs> Well, this is a fun one. Yeah. I love this movie. I think it's incredible. I think it is one of the best looking movies I've ever seen. Mm. Ever. And I've seen a lot of movies. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I love that it's Francis Ford Coppola's only time doing horror and he just fucking knocked out of the park. What a bastard. Well, he made made that movie Jack with Robin Williams. That's kind of a horror movie. You know what that's about? Um, A kid in an adult's body. Uh I mean, yeah. Horrifying. And then he dies at his college graduation or something. Oh, no. I've never seen it. Oh, at his college graduation, he looks old, and he's like, I'm dying. And they're like, yeah. That's not how it goes. (laughs) That's what I remember from it. Okay. (laughs) This has been Halloweeners. This has been our episode on Jack. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's been Halloweeners. I'm Cody. You can follow me at CodyMelcher91 on all the social media stuff, including Letterboxd and Instagram and Twitter. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Pod. We recently celebrated our fifth anniversary. (laughs) Yeah, five years. Amazing. And also... Somebody, like, one of my friends was like, wait a minute, five years? And I was like, well, three of them were pandemic time, so it doesn't really time isn't count. Really. And also, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, thanks for sticking with us for five years. If, you're, yeah. uh, if you've been around this whole time, we love you. So, um, you can follow me on Instagram at HeyKiraHey. Uh, if you like the artwork uh, on your screen, you can follow Leah Patterson at Leah Bean on the Instagram. You can follow Apre Pompeii, who does our theme music. Theme. You can follow... Apre Pompeii on Letterboxd, Twitter, Instagram, and Spotify. I believe they're currently working on new <gasps> shit. Ooh, so, ooh. yeah, um, keep an eye out for that. It's going to be very exciting. Ooh. Much like the movie Dracula. Watch it. It's very good. I love it. Do it. Just suck, sucking and fucking. Suck and fuck. Gary Oldman. What? Oh, 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 oh.